This week's a good week because I get to, uh, I prepare one message, I get to preach it twice because I'm preaching at Maryland's tonight as well. So <laughs> this is my trial run. <laughs> so I'll see how you guys respond <laughs> and I'll adjust it accordingly. <laughs> uh, so we're doing a series called The Meaningful Life and uh, today's uh, message or title is called Gifted to Give. Uh, gifted to give. Now, when we hear the word give, obviously, well, for me, I don't know about you, but my first thought is around finances, and that is part of it, but it's much bigger than that when we look at the entire gospel. Uh, the life that God, the life that, sorry, I'll just turn this fan off. My message is blowing away. Actually, I'll turn it around here. There you go. <laughs> The life God has for every believer is to live a wide open, spacious life. That's what the Bible tells us. It's wide open. It's not narrow. It's not limited. It's limitless. And it's not confined. Uh, Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. This is the message translation in 2 Corinthians 6, 11 to 13. I love this verse. It says this, "Dear, Dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. And I think that verse relates to every single one of us, that no matter what level we're at, God actually has more for us. If we can increase, if we can lift our eyes up higher, if we can uh, move more into God's desires, God's plans, God's purposes for us as individuals, as families, as, as a community, a faith community, for our greater community in which we've been planted and, uh, and called to transform like salt. It says, your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking, I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection, open up your lives Live openly and expansively. What a charge. Yeah, that's worth a clap. (laughs) Live openly and expansively. One of the spiritual engines that thrusts us into this life outside of the limitations and the confinements of our humanity and and our own weaknesses and insecurities is the is the spirit of giving. The spirit of giving. Um, the Bible says that we're gifted to give, that God's spirit is a generous spirit and that if we've been imparted with his spirit, that his nature and his character begins to pervade our human nature and override that so that the nature of Christ is evident and, and can be seen in our behavior, in our actions and in our lifestyle. Um, Generosity in thesaurus.com says this, generosity is free giving. Not only giving, it's high-mindedness. I like that word. It's hospitable, it's liberal, and it's unselfish. That's what generosity means as far as the dictionary is concerned. (laughs) A local Salvation Army officer realized that they had never received a single donation from the town's most successful businessman. 
and he decided to call him to persuade him to be uh, to contribute to their uh, to their drive. So he he uh, goes and visits him, and he says, "Hello, sir. I I know you're a very successful and high-profile businessman and famous in our town, uh, who conservatively made millions of dollars uh, through your business over the last even the last 12 months. Yet, as far as we know." Uh, you have not enjoyed the blessing of giving back to your community through our local connections and our outreaches. Would you like to change that today? And the businessman responds. He thinks for a moment and then he says, firstly, did you know that my mother is dying after a long illness and has medical bills that are humongous? And embarrassed, the salvation officer says, no, I, I didn't know that. Or that my brother, a disabled war vet, is confined to a wheelchair with no government assistance who needs many, many thousands of dollars just to live? And he goes, no, sorry to hear that. I didn't know that. Or that my sister, he interjects, my sister's husband died in a traffic accident with no insurance, leaving her penniless with three young children to raise. The salvation officer, completely embarrassed, just hangs his head and he said, I'm so sorry, I had no idea. And then the, business said, and then the businessman said to him, so if I don't give any money to them, why would I give money to you? <laughs> Generosity. <laughs> when we look at the character of God, we do not see a stingy, miserly God. When we look at the Scriptures, we see a God who is overwhelmingly generous. Not just to us, but to everyone. The Bible says that He gives rain and provides for the wicked and the just. He provides indiscriminately in many ways, shapes and forms. Overwhelmingly generous. John 1.16 in the message says this, We all live off His generous bounty. We live off his generous bounty, gift after gift after gift. Romans 10, 12, again in the message, says this, it's exactly the same no matter what a person's religious background may be. The same God for all of us, acting the same incredibly generous way to everyone who calls out to help. John 1, 14 says this, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. And I'd like to expand on that, like father, like sons, like daughters, is God's purpose, His plan, His desire for each and every one of us, generous inside and out. God our Father is generous. It's clearly expressed through the life of Jesus and what He came and gave. And I think the more we reflect on that and more we understand, and Jesus talks about this as well, to the Pharisees and to the Sadducees and the religious people. He said, those that love much, sorry, those that have been shown much love, love much. And that when we understand the love, the generosity, the forgiveness, what 
Jesus Christ has actually done through us, what the Father has done through Jesus Christ, then the more open, the more generous, the more expansive our life becomes. Um, Don Clifton, you may have heard, may, may or not have heard of him, but he spent five decades studying and writing on human interactions. Uh, he's dead now. Uh, but in his time, he worked and studied with over 5,000 organisations and over a million people uh, they collated through surveys and interviews in regards to human interactions. He's the author of a number of books, um, one you may be familiar with, but the, um, the book Strength Finder uh, has come out of his, I don't know if anyone's heard of Strength Finder, but it's, it's like the new Myers-Briggs that is in many organisations today. But all the, research, all, the, all the information from that book and the understanding of strengths, personality, drivers, all that has come from his research and his research into human human psychology and human interactions. Anyway, his research, in his research, he discovered a spiritual law. Now, as far as I know, he wasn't a Christian. I'm not sure. I don't know his personal history. Um, but if you look into his research, you see that he discovered a spiritual law because he wrote this. Um, he said, each of us has an invisible bucket. And so... I bet you're wondering what these buckets were up here. Is anyone, did anyone notice the buckets? No one noticed. Put your hand up if you saw those buckets there. Put your hand up if you thought, why are those buckets there? <laughs> well, you're about to discover. I thought I'd do an interactive message this morning. Just mixing it up a bit, a bit of, bit of freestyling. <laughs> anyway, I got my notes. So... This is the spiritual law that he discovered through his, uh, through his research. Each and every one of us has an invisible bucket. These ones aren't invisible, but they're representative of your invisible bucket. Uh, and he says this, our bucket is constantly emptied or filled depending on what others say or do to us. When our bucket is full, we feel great. When, our, when it is empty, we feel awful. He also said this, each of us has an invisible dipper. <laughs> when we use that dipper to fill other people's buckets, by saying or doing things to increase their positive emotion, we also fill our own bucket. But when we use the dipper to dip from other people's buckets, by saying or doing things that decrease their positive emotion or make withdrawals from who they are, we actually diminish ourselves. So this is what he was saying. Here's your bucket. Here's someone else's bucket. What he was saying in his re from all their research, they were saying when you actually give from your bucket and put that in someone else's bucket, I should have short this, thought, thought this through. I needed three buckets. <laughs> no, don't worry, Sam. I haven't got time. Anyway, I'll have to take it back out of this person's bucket, which really ruins my analogy. <laughs> anyway, just imagine there's a third bucket here. When you, when you actually give from your bucket through encouragement, through generosity, through imparting into someone else's 
life, whether that be financially, whether it be through encouragement, whether it just be through a smile. Through the research, they said, and I found this hard to believe, but this is what their research says, that in a big city like ours, you'll have 20,000 mini interactions every day, whether that just be passing a person, a smile, a look, an engagement. Every day, there'll be up to 20,000 mini engagements. And each and every one of them, he says, a very few of them are neutral. They're either giving or taking, whether it be through a look, whether it be through words, whether it be through body, um, uh, body language. But what he was saying is every time you take and, and uh, purposefully invest into someone else's bucket, what actually happens at the same time is that take this over here, <laughs> your bucket is not only filled with the amount that you poured out, but actually fills yours a little bit more. So every time you're actually, but oftentimes we think, well, if I'm giving like that, I've actually got less. But if you look at the Bible, if you look at what Jesus teaches, and I'm going to look at some scriptures in a second, that may be true in the natural world, but in the kingdom of God, when you give, you actually receive. Not only receive what you gave, but you receive more. More than you give. Let me, let me give you some scriptures. Proverbs 11.24 says this, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The other side of the research that Don Clifton, in his 50 years of studying human interactions, was that when we, for whatever reason, our own insecurities, our own disappointments, our own weaknesses, we put other people down or we attack other people, and we take from their bucket and, and in some ways thinking that somehow that makes us feel better or that's doing the world a favour or whatever it is, he said that for every bucket that we take out of somebody else, we lose two buckets. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Look at this one, Luke 6.38. Give out of your bucket and it will be given to you. Not only given what you give, it'll be a good measure, it'll be pressed down, It'll be shaken together and it will be running over. Now, when Jesus tells this scripture, he's actually talking about giving financially. That if we think we've got a pie and we've got to just divide up that pie and we've only got a little bit there and if there's not enough there for all our bills then there's not enough to give to God. And God says, no, no, no. It's not like that. When you give to God what belongs to God, he makes sure that what is left is more than enough to do everything, and not only everything, but more than enough to do every, uh, abundantly more than all you can ask, think, or imagine. 
giving is God's way, whether that be through words, whether that be through encouragement, whether it be through a smile. I've been purposefully, and not that I didn't do it a lot uh, before, but I've been pur- purposely, even this week we had a um, business connect group in the city. I'm purposely and intentionally, every person that I have a facial interaction with or, or see, I'm smiling. I'm just looking at them, just it is amazing. You can see, you can actually see the impact that it has on a person when they're just going to the city or whatever, or early in the morning. You just give them a smile, and they like. You can see them just go, and then go like, trying to compute why is he smiling at me, but then you just see, you see a, a cons- a, an instant, or not an instant, but you see a response. Most of the times, people will smile back. Um, Proverbs eleven twenty four. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Giving freely and yet gaining. Giving out a bucket and yet getting two buckets back. Another withholds unduly, yet comes to poverty. This is the kingdom of God. This is a spiritual law. This is the way God works. And if we're feeling depressed or if we're feeling down or if we're feeling upset, then the way to change that, if we're feeling empty or low, oftentimes we think, well, I need to take to fill up my bucket. I need to take to fill up my emotional tank. I need to do that. I, I need more money, so I need to take. I can't give. And yet God says, no, the kingdom of God works a different way. You actually give out of what you have, out of your bucket, and God makes sure that your bucket is refilled at a greater level than you give out. That's the only way a bucket can overflow. Because if you take out one bucket and you put in one bucket, it's never going to overflow. You're just replacing what was given. But that's not what God says. He doesn't say, I'll replace what you give. He says, when you give, I'll not only give back what you've given, but I will give an abundance, an overflow, so that you can overflow. So if we want encouragement then the greatest way is not to look to everyone, oh, I'm looking for encouragement. I'm looking for encouragement is to start giving encouragement to other people. And as you give out of what you have, and you might feel, I don't have much to give. But when you give a word of encouragement, oh, you look great in that, a smile, all these mini or micro engagements that are happening continuously and we intentionally go, you know what, I'm going to make sure that they're a positive. I'm going to give out of what I have. And the Bible is replete with Old Testament and New Testament of people who gave out of what they have and God abundantly provided. You may know the story of the, uh, the widow during the famine <clears throat> when the prophet Elijah came to her and she said, I've got one cup of flour left and I'm going to make a cake and I'm going to die, uh, me and my son. And he said, give the cake away. Give the cake to me and God will provide for you. You might think, 
that's horrendous. <laughs> the last cake. And he, no, because Elijah knows, he knew the spiritual principles and he knew the heart of God. And as she said, you know what, I'm going to do that. Then he said, go and get all the containers and everything you have. Um, and she had a little bit of oil. And during that whole famine, because she'd given out of what she had, that oil never ran out. Now, that's just one story. If you know the Bible, if you've read the Bible, or maybe you haven't, I can tell you there is story after story after story, Old Testament, New Testament, that shows not only the heart of God, but the way the kingdom works. The kingdom works through generosity. The kingdom works through giving. The kingdom works through taking what we have. The boy with the fishes and the loaves. I mean, it's a, they're everywhere. <laughs> it's so important that we allow God to influence our thinking, our heart, and our approach to living so that we can actually live this kind of life that Paul was talking to the Corinthians about. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about an expansive life, a life full of joy, a life full of hope, a life full of enthusiasm. How does that happen? If we were needing hope, start giving hope. Start speaking words of hope to other people. And guess what? Hope starts to come. If you're feeling down or discouraged or depressed, start encouraging other people. Telling them they look fantastic. Everything's going to work out for you. I'm praying for you. It's going to be okay. Just those words out of your bucket. Filling up someone else's bucket fills our bucket. This is the way the kingdom works. Dear, dear Rosellians. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I long for you. Picture, this, picture the Apostle Paul writing to us here today. Because the Corinthians were just a church, a new church of new believers that had been saved out of the Gentile population. They didn't have a religious background, a Christian background, any way, shape or form, not even a Jewish background, most of them. And he says, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but we're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. That is an amazing verse. It's hard for me to articulate how much God loves us, how much God loves you. Just putting it in words is, is difficult as we read through the Scriptures. But God desires an abundant life for every single person. Abundant, where we've got more than enough finances to give generously to those in need, to give to our community, out of our church, to give words of hope and life, to be the salt and the light that Jesus said we need to be as a church, that we can actually have an impact 
And that happens through us saying and lifting up and saying, I want to be part of the solution. I want to be part of the answer. I am going to bring encouragement. I am going to bring hope. I am going to bring life. I'm going to give out of what I've got. I'm going to fill the bucket of other people. And in so doing, we're not actually losing. We're not actually getting less. We're actually getting more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand. Thank you, God. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, for the life that you've promised And I pray that every one of us would experience that life in its fullness. Help us, Lord, to break down the barriers of resistance in our own heart, our own belief, our own insecurities, our own lack of understanding when it comes to you, your kingdom, your word, your life. Help us to live the life you've called us to live to be part of the solution, Lord. To be a people, to be an individual that just gives generously. Generous with encouragement. Generous with words of faith and hope and love. Generously giving out of what we have. Knowing that as we give it, Lord, not only will you give it back, love, in encouragement, in hope, in significance, but you'll give back more than was ever given. Fill us afresh, God. Why don't we all stand for a minute? And uh, as I finish up right now, encourage you to just allow God to speak to you. He's here right now. The presence of God is here. He wants to tell you how much He loves you, how much He's for you. And He will communicate that. But you know what? You know the, the, the most common way God speaks is through other believers. That's the way he most commonly speaks. When we say to someone, wow, I just feel that God's on your side or I just think things are going to work out for you. You're looking fantastic. I believe everything's working out. When people are going through hard times, when they're going through good times, celebrating together. Someone else's victory, someone else's great achievement, someone else's promotion is not, by celebrating them, it does not diminish us. We give generously and we watch what happens. Father, we thank you. I'm just going to finish as we sing this song. And... uh, it's going to take a minute. Why don't you allow God to fill your tank this morning and then make a decision this week, maybe in one way, shape or form, to go, you know what, I'm going to be intentional in filling the buckets of other people this week.
And as you do that, you watch. You watch the impact that you have, not only on others, but what it does to you. Thanks, guys. Let's sing through fire and storm.
chasing father gloom and terror singing god almighty reigns forevermore god almighty reigns forevermore